Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. I am your host, Ken Vanilla Seymour, with your other host, Richard, also Vanilla Geiger. Welcome, Pudding People. Still trying to sing that. I, I don't think it's quite there yet. We we are not the uh, Backstreet Boys uh, circa the, what, the 90s, was that? Ye, um, yes. <laughs> Well, we are excited to have you here with us today. We have three fantastic segments to talk about, each more interesting than the next. We'll be starting with our thoughts on the Super Bowl this year and everything that surrounded it. You excited about that, Richard? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he sounds super excited. We'll be progressing a little bit into our history of comic book movies. In 2006, we have Superman Returns. Wow. And then we will finish out with a hearty, full meal of hamburgers. Specifically talking about those hamburger joints that maybe are not quite as popular as others, but we uh, like anyway. Yes, indeed. Um, there are t- is it, There's a tiered structure to these fast food restaurants, I kind of feel like. We'll, we'll dig into that a bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to take him at his word at that, because uh, all I think of when I think of hamburgers is delicious happy time, and then the, my mind is gone. Mm. But uh, let's let's kind of just dig into it. Uh, the Super Bowl. What did you think, Mr. Richard? Well, I, I will uh, take the listeners back to the early days of this football season. And I do a fantasy football league that I've had with some friends for quite some time. And most people who do a fantasy football draft do, <laughs> yeah, a ball draft. <laughs> yeah, see, Rah. they usually choose running backs in the first round, second round, third round. It's running backs, running backs, running backs, and sometimes wide receivers get sprinkled in there. Uh, but I don't draft like that. Our league's got different point structures, so uh, I pay attention to a lot of the positions differently. And this, you know, this year I I chose uh, Patrick Mahomes as my third uh, pick in the first round, and then followed up by that was uh, Tyreek Hill. Now those two points, the previous those two players, the previous years got tons of points, just like tons and tons of uh, points. They were the best scorers in the league. And I figured even if they were doing similar to that, that they would reproduce the same type of numbers this year. So seeing them succeed throughout the playoffs just just totally vindicated me. You know, like, yeah, that's why I drafted those guys. They didn't play like that during the regular season, and my fantasy football season was an utter failure. But had they played like that, I, I would have done really, really well. But... That was kind of why I had any type of interest in in the game. Um, the, the the teams are good. Uh, they've got two really really good uh, tight ends. One on each team actually that brings a lot to the table. But in in terms of like um, a rooting interest for the game, for example, I I didn't really care. Yeah, I I haven't haven't really been paying attention much to uh, football for quite some time. I did fantasy football for a while too, and you could generally figure out who was going to be injured in any given season just by figuring out who I picked that year. 
it was it was pretty sad and uh, scared me away from that. But I haven't had a, a dog in in the fight for quite some time. I I tend to follow players more than I follow teams, and um, I haven't had a lot of time to really spend into it. I I tend to watch the the main game uh, just for the commercials any more than anything else. But and we might have mentioned before that on the Super Bowl commercials you could probably watch a good portion of them a couple days before the Super Bowl was even aired. So things keep even changing in that aspect of it, where a lot of these commercials aren't a big surprise. They'll pop up on people's Instagram accounts, Twitter accounts, on various types of social media that you can actually already watch half of these commercials. Yeah. Now, I I will say I was ecstatic to see that uh, New England was not in the game. Oh, yes. (laughs) Now, if if you are... If you're wondering why there's maybe some odd tone in our voices, um, we have wonderful new equipment that works really, really well. But there's always growing pains with new equipment. And um, we did not realize that we ran out of space memory. And there's no audio indicator. There's not much of a video indicator to, to tell you when you're just completely done. And we had gone through a good chunk of this already. And looked down, and the timer was not moving. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so we got to practice a little bit about our discussion about why New England this and why New England that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, for me, it's, it's usually a, a personal distaste of, of individuals or, or the way that, uh, the way that a, a team or, uh, or the coaching staff handles themselves. And I'm not a big fan of, of Bill Belichick. He seems slimy, just a little bit. Yeah, I see a bit of that. Uh, you also may 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 see uh, or may think that Tom Brady's a bit overrated in his uh, performance. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. <laughs> and although I do think he's really good, and he may may be a bit overrated in a sense, he does just win all the time. I think it's more of him and the combination of him and. Bill Belichick because they they do well together yeah uh, but I think a good example is when he had Randy Moss on the team and they went undefeated and threw just ridiculous amounts of touchdowns that if he has good talent around him like most good quarterbacks if you have good talent around you you're just gonna blow things up so is Tom Brady good yes is he super Good, yeah, maybe, but hey, you know what? Winning and rings speak for a lot of things. Winning and rings speak for a lot of things, but when I was still watching, the big thing that I would always notice when I watched him is he didn't get tackled. His O-line always protected him. I mean, you know, obviously, there's going to be occasions where he's going to get sacked or something, but he would just have all sorts of time to throw the ball. <laughs> it just, I mean, if you give any decent quarterback that much time regularly they will do really well not only that they're going to get injured less because they're not getting hit all the time yeah some of that's a scheme thing too where if you focus on certain aspects or if your passing game is designed see one of the things is he's not very mobile but he's pocket mobile meaning he's good at stepping up left right just to avoid the rushers coming so i do think he's pretty decent at that and they do have certain pass protections that 
allow you to get rid of the ball quickly so that it appears as though he's never getting touched, but he's always got the timing down and he's prepared. So he's pretty good at finding things that need to be found. And that just goes to coaching and that goes to him preparing. I think he's really, really good at preparing as well. But in Indiana, you can't really be a Patriots fan. It's just not a thing that you are, I guess, allowed to do. It's pretty funny. <laughs> um, I we were talking earlier. I've got a uh, I've got a Drew Bledsoe Patriots jersey. So I've got an original, an original one. And we were, you know, there there is no Tom Brady unless uh, Drew Bledsoe starts bleeding in, inside his chest cavity. So <laughs> right. I love wearing that thing around here because everybody hates the Patriots around here. So it's a good just um, make everybody snarl at you just because you're wearing an old school jersey. Yeah. Like I said, eh, Patriots on its own. I don't care too terribly much. I liked Drew Bledsoe. I always thought he was a, a pretty good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I just what what that team became with a handful of individuals in it, it's like yeah i just i, I, I just like became that. winners gosh darn it i didn't mind the winners uh, winning is fine cuz there's there's several teams that have won multiple championships i mean for a while the niners couldn't not win um i never had problems with them uh it was a different thing if you look at montana he was a different kind of quarterback you look at the coaching staff it was a different kind of coaching staff it's just the way that New England won didn't quite rub me the right way. Yeah. Plus, you know, um, Joe Montana loves his Skechers, too. And those are just a real good, wholesome family PG product. There you go. Yeah. And I was thinking of going over the uh, – you're talking about the, if you if you were watching TV at all ahead of time, you saw most of the commercials anyway, and that's true. There, there were none of the commercials that really popped out for the most part that just go, wow, that's really awesome. I mean – Except for the Jeep commercial. Y- yeah. Yeah, I like the Jeep commercial. It was good. It was fun. I kind of sort of enjoyed the Sam Elliott – dancing mustache in a way it it was a little odd but it's sam elliott i mean come on now yes what what was that a i forget taco bell oh those beef beef for dinner (laughs) that too (laughs) no but i mean the biggest thing to me about the super bowl is this year it was less about the teams that played, which were both very good. Uh, less about uh, the fact that our president doesn't know where Kansas City or the NFL is. Uh, it's a city in Kansas. <laughs> at, least he th- at least he thinks that's where they're, they're coming out of. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, there was a lot of vitriol about the halftime show. Now, I know you're not a big fan of halftime shows in general and these particular artists in specific. But uh, did you watch that one through? Uh, no, it was on. It was being watched in the house. But I, when that came on, my attention just was to anything else other than focusing on it. Um, so here's what I'm going to relate to you in, in a certain sense is – do you so you know Kristen Wiig? 
Oh, yeah. She's oh. awesome. Okay. Are you familiar with her character on Saturday Night Live that is the Target employee? No, the Target Tur- lady. Target. Okay. So I want everybody who's listening to picture the Target lady's voice and then picture Shakira. <laughs> <laughs> There's some similarity. Yes. So Target Lady is boy. It's it's Shakira. So when I knew she was going to be performing, when I hear her songs, all I can think of is Target Lady. <laughs> so yeah, there was, I, and and really, I didn't. It just was. I I didn't care. Well, here's here's my here's my big takeaway, and I, and this happens much more often. It's like we have no memory; we're, we're just a, a bunch of a bunch of amnesiacs from year to year. Because oh, this is this is terrible. This is a family show. What did they do in that particular halftime show? Every year to every other year, this happens over and over and over again, and. It's increasingly annoying to me. I, I I get just a certain amount of rage behind the eyes. I went ahead and watched the halftime show because I actually do enjoy the halftime shows. I'm a huge fan of mu- music in general and a variety of musicians. And while Shakira is maybe not my favorite artist and neither is J-Lo, the, they tend to do mashups and they tend to do um, – performance pieces and a lot of a lot of movement a lot of just special stuff thrown into it so even if it's an artist that I wouldn't normally enjoy the way that they present their music usually in the halftime show is something that's really neat and slightly different and a, and a big production right but every year there's always some sort of hullabaloo about what they were wearing or how they were dancing or whatever so I, I want to put it in this particular way. If you say this is a family show, you are delusional. The Super Bowl is not a family show, no matter how much you want it to be. It is a sporting event where there are large numbers of huge men attempting to destroy the other people. That's why there is all sorts of head injuries that are going on throughout the league that they want to ignore and don't really want to talk about. But there's there's huge, devastating, lifelong effects to what happened. It's a violent sport. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not criticizing it for that. I have been a fan of the NFL for some time. I do like seeing that violence, though. Again, it's kind of one of the reasons I don't watch it as much anymore. I can't get past the fact that the ultimate result is that there's going to be a lot of people with some major problems, and it's I can't get, get by that. But trying to say that the halftime show is a problem because there are maybe some scantily clad women, which in this particular one, they really weren't, as opposed to the utter violence that's going on down on the field is disingenuous. It is mildly hypocritical. I, I it, it annoys me to no end. Just look like they're wearing like um, one piece swimmy suits. Yeah, that's basically what it is. And you know, I saw somebody show a pic. It's like, well, look at that. Look where she's touching in this one particular still shot. 
And that still shot is of JLo basically doing a baseball slide onto her knees. Now the problem is it was a still shot and where her hand was, was potentially provocative. Until you watch the video, she does this baseball slide, but she loses her balance. And so she's going to do kind of the Michael Jackson grab, but she loses her balance and can't. So she has to stop mid-hand movement and pull back. And they take that as the still frame. It's good timing. Yeah, it's, it's real good timing. Or they will talk about, well, there was a stripper pole. Yeah, but was she stripping? No. That just makes it a pole. That just makes it a pole. And so there's quite a bit of dancing. Was there some booty shaking? Yes. You know why there's booty shaking? It's dancing. It's in Miami. Yeah. This is uh, two prominent Hispanic artists. I mean, if you've ever watched any sort of Latin dancing, it's going to have this in it. That's part of it. The body is only made of so many pieces. It can't be all hands and feet. Which, by the way, where was Pitbull at? Yeah, that's true. I, I, I'm, I'm really not sure. I, 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 I'm not sad because I'm not a huge Pitbull fan. <laughs> but, eh. um, but I mean, that, that's the thing that really gets me. A lot of this, they were saying, was overtly sexual. And it wasn't. It is only sexual if you decide to put your own baggage onto it as being sexual. I looked through the whole thing a couple of times, and it really wasn't that. And you need to unclench just a little bit. I want you to cast your mind back to the days of Elvis Presley and the number of older people between 40 and 60 that said that what he did was grossly inappropriate. And you know what he's doing? Shaking his hips. That was it. And he was a gospel singer. Right. This happens every generation over and over, and it just it just needs to stop. We need to get past this ridiculous conversation. If you don't like it, don't watch it. If you don't want your kids to watch it, don't have them watch it. But don't act surprised. This is ridiculous. It happens every other freaking year. Also, welcome to Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of annoys the heck out of me. We have better things to spend our time on, better conversations to have, better personal growth to achieve than to spend it on this. Agreed. But moving on. <laughs> Hopefully I uh, did not uh, uh, express any opinions that uh, directly offended anyone. I just tend to be pretty passionate about certain things because I think as a species we we can be better could be is it could <laughs> potentially is a keyword yeah but uh, yeah so there's so there is that so we're gonna move past my own personal mental issues <laughs> and go into another subject um, but before we do that why don't we talk just a little bit a little a little bit we were talking a little bit as I completely eat my tongue uh, about our social media because, you know, we're trying to be social here. At least Richard's trying to be social. Uh, social. I'm attempting to not uh, Very poorly. blow a gasket. Um, but uh, we are available in uh, multiple locations, aren't we, Richard? One, two, three, four places? Yeah. Yeah, we're all over the place. Well, five places. 
Uh, we have a website. We never talk about the website. Well, rarely. It seems like uh, it, it's an important thing to have. That's where we have our um, all of our movie reviews. You can search them. All of our direct links to the movie reviews themselves are on this list. It, you can do it by uh, order of alphabet. You can do it by order of score that we gave it. You know, just all sorts of little things there. We got our ultimate comic movie database on the website. Right on the website. Just a, an excellent tool for all sorts of information that you can get about movies based on comic strips or comic books. Uh, just just tons and tons of stuff, and it's free. Free for you to have. It's just a passion project that we had and uh, put together. And you could see our scores for Venom, one of our favorite movies last year. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, keep looking. If you're looking at the top, you're looking in the wrong spot. Um, but, yeah, so we've got our website. We've got uh, Twitter, right? Instagram. Instagram. We're on Facebook. It's hard to miss us. We love to get your feedback. We love to get your ideas. Uh, if you have specific topics that you think we should talk about, or if you go, I really liked that show until Ken started talking about the halftime show <laughs> for the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We'd like you to stop talking about that kind of thing. It's like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll take that feedback. Duly noted. What would you like for us to talk about? Exactly. But uh, we definitely want your feedback, and we'd love to hear from you. Differing ideas, understand that we will never, I, I can't say that. We are unlikely con to condemn people, but we, we may condemn ideas. Yes. Mm, yes. Yeah. Mostly. Right. Uh, mostly coming. <laughs> there may be a few people we might want to condemn. Mostly. But, uh, well, let's move to something uh, that was also divisive. <laughs> <laughs> in 2006 uh, the release of uh, Superman Returns uh, yeah. an interesting movie to say the least let's put it that way um, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the original Christopher Reeves uh, Superman films because they were just so bright and so positive and it, it was hard not to like them even though the effects were obviously just awful because it was 70s late 70s early 80s films mm -hmm. there's not much you can do but they just had a charm and this film was very much an homage to those original films i i liked it i remember liking it quite a bit well if you obviously you can't have the same pieces in the fact that uh shoot christopher reeve isn't even alive anymore no uh but Obviously, in the process of going through, gosh, 70s, 80s to 2006, I mean, there's a 20, 30-year gap almost in there. Yeah. So, of course, you had to reimagine everything. Um, now, one of the things that I guess I noticed in it amongst the cast was there was one kind of repeat from the original. There was. And that's, I guess, what you could say tied everything together, right? Um, in a sense. I mean, I, I guess I don't know or didn't pay attention to enough. Why was he gone? Um, if I remember correctly, the the whole concept, the plot was he wanted to search for what whatever was left of his home planet. Oh, so he... He went out and flew around. Which would have been a w way better 
story than this one. What? What? I I don't know. I don't know. I um I'm still in love with you, Lois, but you've already married someone else. Well, it was Cyclops. You gotta love Cyclops. It's true. I'm a big fan of uh, Mr. Marsden. He uh, he just makes me smile in pretty much anything that he's in. And I thought he brought a lot to this film, too. Um, well, I mean, considering it was a singer-directed uh, film, I mean, mm-hmm. that he, he kind of brought people that he liked and uh, then got the other ones to fill in the spaces. I... I just I just like that that casting. I like Brandon uh, Routh as uh, Superman. Uh, in fact, he actually reprised, sort of reprised his role for the recent Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, crossover storyline in the uh, CW shows. But we're not really going to talk about that because, uh, for one thing, I haven't seen them yet. Mm. <laughs> I'm still waiting, and I don't watch them. So, but. Uh, it, I'm ready. I've I've gotten up to the point they they put uh, Arrow on uh, on Netflix, and I've gotten all the way up to the Crisis episodes, and then I'm waiting for Flash and all the rest of them, and then I start looking. It's like I wonder how long I'm going to have to wait because usually it's within a couple of weeks they're all released together, and I see like June. <laughs> it's like, oh man, <laughs> ah, gotcha. I don't want to wait that long, but uh, <clears throat> yeah. So, but yeah, the, the cast, the cast is pretty good. Um, you know, Kevin Spacey, it's Kevin Spacey. He's in it. Um, <laughs> we probably won't touch on that too terribly much. Uh, well, I mean, Brian Singer is the director. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but this was 2006. Yeah, so we didn't was, know. We didn't know any of this stuff back then. A long time ago. It was. Uh, you got Kate Bosworth in it. Yeah, she she did. As Lois, I, that was maybe the only weird casting choice. I didn't really think that she she was Lois. I mean, she she's a good actress, and I generally like her and stuff, but I just didn't feel that she really gelled into that part too much. No, that definitely not the strong suit. Not, not a weak link, just not a strong part. Yeah. Right. So, so she did a good reporter. But not a good Lois Lane, correct? That's kind of I'll how I felt. That. Um, but uh, Parker Posey, which is kind of somebody, if you were a, a fan of the '90s and 2000s, was uh, an actress that was kind of all over the place. That was kind of a fun thing. Uh, and Frank Langella as Perry White, an interesting choice. Um, not what I would call my typical thought on a Perry White. Um, not bad, just not great. Uh, no. Uh, so, I mean, uh, I thought Sam Huntington did well as Olsen. Um, yes. Jimmy! Yeah, I mean, it's 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 one of those things. It's just a weird, it's a weird story. So it's an homage, and it's trying to continue the plot line of the original film, sort of, after the fact. Uh, at least you can insert it there, let's say. Um, yeah, but it, there's that no, was the, that was the that's the problem. You don't need to. No. Right. No. Superman's got so many cool things, and I know Lex Luthor is the bad guy. Like I get it, but gosh darn it, give us some other bad guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
You know, there's there's so many other we we've mentioned this before that the bad guy really makes the the good guys better, yes, right? Definitely so. Uh, there's lots of other cool characters that could be bad guys in the Superman world. Why don't you give us somebody? Jeez, I mean, for real. Well, and to be fair though, um, this was the first attempt at a Superman film since Superman Four came out. So there was like a 15-year gap, maybe Nuclear a little bad. more, right? And so I feel like he is maybe trying to toe that line between nostalgia to get people to see it and bringing something new. And it just didn't work exactly the way that a lot of people wanted it to. There wasn't a lot of action in the film. No, that that's true. It doesn't have, it doesn't have to be action in a sense, was there really a lot of action in the first, the old school ones? Uh, the second one, there was quite a bit. But, um, but that wasn't really the strong suit in a sense, no, right? No, not really. Um, so the second one and the fourth one both had a, a good deal of action in it. The first one, I don't remember there being just a ton. Because, again, who's he fighting? Lex Luthor. You're not going to get in a fist fight with Lex Luthor. It's just not going to happen. Uh, well. But then they had, it was like... Yeah. Made up bad guys. Yeah, it was it was kind of weird, but I, I think I think because of what they were trying to do, like I said, they're trying to rekindle that interest and then show the love for the original films, but also do something a little bit new and make it a little bit m- more grounded in realism, at least in terms of interpersonal relationships. Um, but the overall. Uh, tone of the film and when I'm talking about tone not so much in writing but in the the color palette that was chosen is really dark um, well I was going to ask you about what your thoughts on what the Superman outfit this time around um, in Superman Returns you mean mm-hmm. um, it was okay I mean it it kind of had it kind of again it kind of had that that throwback to a certain extent but it was plain and I, I thought the tone, the reds and blues weren't. It was it was like, weird. N- yeah, they they were off. It wasn't red and strangely enough, red and blue enough. Yeah, it was just kind of muted. Yeah, but that again goes to the the, the movie being recorded in a dark kind of palette, and I'm sure that was to kind of go to to to, to kind of impress on the viewer to to pair with what was happening plot wise within the film to kind of go well he's kind of muted as well and and his interaction with humanity was often linked through lois lane and lois lane's unavailable and he's got this son uh that uh, he didn't know about and eh, it it was it was it was odd and but then to have that coupled with well, here's Lex Luthor with another real estate scheme. <laughs> it's just kind of okay. Uh, yeah, it. I don't know. It just. I want to see something else from Superman. I don't think we're ever going to get it. Well, we may. We may. Now that they've got the new uh, DCU, I mean, that's taken off, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, it, it's possible. It's possible we could get something more because they really are starting to turn around. A lot of the films um, are doing better. Um, yeah, instead of them being Fs, they're like Ds. 
way you can go is up. <laughs> but at the same time, you're you're going to get a larger number of different villains that you're going to have access to, partly because we have better effects now. Can you imagine trying to do a Mazo in the 80s or the 90s or even the early 2000s? That's not going to happen. Um, I think Metallo would be cool. Metallo would be neat, yeah. There, there's there's a lot of different things, but now with uh, better special effects and, and a wider acceptance of comic book movies, it's possible. Eh, just time will tell. But this is, this is, I think, still a film that's worth watching at least once through, just to kind of see it as, as an, interesting, an, an interesting exercise. And, and it, was, it was... Different point of view. Yeah. And plus, it's got Cal Penn in it. So, you know, you can just think Harold and Kumar the entire time. <laughs> you think White Castle. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of White Castle, would that be a second-tier hamburger joint to you? Well, when... When people think of fast food joints, right, um, and, and when I when I think about tiers, I think about more of a popularity thing. And McDonald's is obviously the one. There's just so many of those places all over, right? Like there is a McDonald's here, a McDonald's there. There's a McDonald's everywhere. Yeah. Um, I kind of think of them as a just like a, a high tier. Not. not I'm not talking about quality. I'm just talking about availability, um, recognition, yeah, name recognition, uh, that type of stuff. And then when you look at the ones below it, which are the ones that are the best? Now, that's kind of hard to describe because there's so stinking many just fast food restaurants. But I'm thinking of the ones that may be more popular, but don't just get the numbers. So I'm thinking of like your basics, like. Wendy's and Burger King and Hardee's or Carl's Jr. depending upon where you are. Yes, which part of the country you're in. So the rallies, checkers, White Castle. So all these places that you could get burger and fries um, and, and maybe chicken too, something like that. Which is the best of those things? So I don't I don't even think I put Chick-fil-A in that. They're probably in one of the higher tiers, at least for recognition. Recognition. I, I think that Chick-fil-A at this point, just in the last five years, now Chick-fil-A has been around forever. You always found them in malls, mm-hmm. but now they're just everywhere. And I think they've kind of blown the recognition game and they've just exploded in the last five, ten years so that they're uber popular now. So I'm going to leave them out of this discussion. Probably just as well because they've, they've had their kind of um, a polarizing place anyway mm-hmm. you're either really behind them because you uh you know appreciate their values and the things that they do or you're really against them because you really don't appreciate their values and the things that they do yeah so best to leave them we'll get them out so yeah. so taco bell is i think uber popular too it's oh, yeah. in a higher tier it's not quite the same fast food that we have discussed but it's still a fast food place right so but we'll leave it out right um you know, KFC or Popeyes, which Popeyes, if you go to a Popeyes, when it's busy and they have to continually make stuff is fantastic, amazing. And there's probably other ones out there, too. Maybe Bojangles is great. I don't know. Uh, but 
I don't know if they're part of this this K like if KFC or those types are part of this discussion, right? I feel like they're a different subset in in a sense because you go there for fried chicken, right? But they also have other things too. And Popeyes is starting to turn more of that around because they do more strips, and of course they have a chicken sandwich now, and that is I've not had because there's no Popeyes around here, and that makes me quite sad. It's ridiculous. Uh, but it's all these other ones that are in there, and if you're gonna go to one of these places, oh Arby's too. Um, what what is what is your thought? What are the ones that are the Primo or the things of that second tier, which is the top of the second tier. That's a hard choice. I don't know if I've got a single location that I can really call top because they each have kind of one thing that they do that I really like. Like you're talking about rallies uh, and checkers. If I want some awesome fries, they're one of my favorite places to go. I really love their fries. And their burgers are generally pretty decently priced and are, are good, but that's not why I'm really going there. I'm going there for the fries. Well, and, and, and that's another point, though, too. If you go to Burger King, right, Burger King has kind of seen, they. I don't know if they've faded away a bit, but then now their marketing has kind of kicked things back up. The fries, so like one of the contentions for me in certain things like Burger King or Wendy's is that their fries really aren't that bad when you eat them there. Like if you take them home with you, they're kind of gross. But if you eat them there, they're actually not that bad. Now, one of the things that I've noticed with some of these places, uh, Burger King in particular, is... We get things in the mail. We get sets of coupons in the mail all the time. And they're er like every week, every other week, there's something from Burger King in there. And if you buy things at Burger King on the menu price, mm -hmm. you're going to pay a lot for those things. But if you have these coupons, the coupons are ridiculous. You got you to gotta get the Burger King app. If you're a Burger King fan, you got to get the Burger King app. Because if you don't get the coupons in the mail, a lot of them are all on there. So mm. it's... If you buy a classic chicken sandwich by itself, right, it's four bucks. There's a coupon on there for five dollars. You get two sandwiches and two fries. So I think that's kind of what's helping the Burger King name is the hidden value that you can get from all these things. And, of course, the Impossible Whopper, which I have not had, I need is to kind try of that. picking up the game a little bit, too. I, I so like Burger King for me is is a place that I go to if I want a solid, not spectacular, not awful, but a solid burger. The the Whopper has just always been one of my favorite burgers to have, and they're pretty easy. I think their fries are kind of awful. Awful's maybe an overstatement. They're not anything special. Um, their onion rings are also not anything special. They're decent, and they're one of the few places that has onion rings. It's true. However, the only problem is I don't know what it is that they do, but if I have a Whopper from Burger King, I'm fine. If I have onion rings from Burger King, I'm fine. If I have a Whopper and onion rings from Burger King, you should probably not be nearby me for a little while. Did they have a, a combo? It was like a, like a barbecue Whopper or something? that it had, had some onion rings on it. Yep. 
yeah, I I learned not to order that one. So, and and then Wendy's is in like Wendy's. You can they have delicious spicy nuggets, and they have a really good spicy chicken sandwich as well. But if you if you paid attention to the Wendy's recently, they are putting a lot of money into revamping all of their stores. Yeah, and of course the ones around here. Shoot, we've got two of them in town. Um, but even driving around north, even go, going south, uh, south down to Florida, they're all, all of them, the buildings have been remodeled. So Wendy's pumping money into their businesses to, to get a little bit more visibility, make them a little nicer places to go. So I, I've definitely noticed that second tier is trying. They're trying to pick up shares. Sure. But I don't know how well that's doing. And now White Castle. Are you, a, are you a White Castle person? I go to White Castle maybe once every year or two. Um, I I like their sliders pretty well. Nobody else in my household does. Mm. Um, and th- they're kind of weird. Because they're of a, such a strange size, it's kind of hard to know exactly how much I want to eat when I do eat there. So I, I tend not to tend not to go to them too terribly much, but I I like them when I do have them. Yeah, it's a little little different because of how they're prepared. I feel right. like, but they're they're pretty solid, and they have a combo on there. It's like thirteen bucks where you get uh, ten sliders and you get uh, twenty chicken rings and you get a gigantic bag of fries. Mm-hmm. So there's a really there's a really good. Now I can't eat all those by myself. I no, I can't eat all those by myself. But if you work hard, I bet you could do it. That's just a lot of food. But anyway, that's great for like a handful of people. Yeah, you it's, know, it's kind it's of cheap fun. too. Um, I happen to, I have a love hate relationship with Hardee's. Um, they have the ability to make one of the better fast food burgers. Um, and when they get the it right, of ability, yes. yes. And when they get it right, it's awesome. But they often do not get it right. I think one of the problems with Hardee's is business. In order to do fast food, you have to have a certain level of preparation in hand. So when people come through, here's a thing. You can get your stuff and go. But Hardee's, they're just not busy enough. So you're not going to get anything that's like been going through the line quick because they're so busy that they've got to cycle through the fries and the the meats and the stuff like that. So I think that's part of the problem. But you're right on the you're right on the burger thing. Maybe and so because what I've noticed, it takes them a little while to make the food. So I can see what you're saying about often. At least uh, I used to actually work at a Hardee's a very 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 long time ago well before they had the carl's jr kind of thing but you know when we would be making stuff we would make a bunch of the burgers and then whatever we put on the sandwiches we put on the sandwiches and whatever was left over would go into a heated container when we need to pull one out for another sandwich Mm -hmm. i don't know if they still do that or not it seems like that they are more about fresh preparation it's just that the preparation a takes longer and b doesn't seem to have the reward for the time frame that goes along with it because sometimes it's still not prepared very well. Um, 
But there are two things about Hardee's that I really like. They they kept a holdover from the old Hardee's, which is the Frisco burger. Mm. It's one of the few with that That's a good sour one. I like that bread. Yeah. I mean, I love that one. And their onion rings are good onion rings. Really good onion rings. Yeah, one of my favorite memories of all time is actually from a Carl's Jr. Um, it was in California. And this was 20 years ago. Uh, one of my favorite drinks ever all time is squirt it's, it's sorry it's a great drink it's an amazing drink actually but they had it on a fountain yeah. in, in a carl's jr out in california i think it's glendale maybe it's great it was so amazing I, I i was in shock of course no one had phones and i had a disposable <laughs> camera at the time when i was out there to take a picture of it but that's that's one of my things about the Carl's Jr. Hardee's that I remember, and that's such a silly thing to remember. Right. Um, now, I've got another one, though, and this one I think is an up-and-comer, too. What about Culver's? Culver's is, um, to my experience, uh, overrated. Um, it is okay. So I've, I've only eaten there a couple of times, and each time my experience has been the same. It's a little higher priced. Yes. They have a a wonderful selection of stuff. But whatever I get, no matter what I choose, it's okay. <laughs> and and see, I think the thing about Culver's is is that they're almost they're marketed as two things. They're a burger place and they're a um custard place. The custard's actually pretty good. Uh but the burgers, I don't think, are anything great at all. No. Um, the real key at Culver's are some of the other, like the the chicken stuff. It's okay, but I think they're they're one of the places that you can go to when you get like a fish sandwich. That's an actual real piece of fish. So that's that's an underrated thing. Mm, haven't done that one yet. So and they they'll there's a seasonal one. They'll do like a walleye one too. So like mm. an actual real real fish sandwich. The fries are pretty decent, but the cheese curds, mmm, hmm. cheese curds are on point there. So that's a that's a little, that's why I go to Culver's cheese curds. Now there's a there's another new kind of, uh, um, it, it kind of reminds me of Steak and Shake that, yes. that I just did. I'm trying to remember the name of it off the top of my head. Freddy's. Freddy's, right? Um, I went there for the first time the other day. It was, the burger was good. Yeah, that place looks legit. Yeah, that burger was really, really good. The fries are like my least favorite kind of fries, but the burger was really good. I And they do the same kind of fries that Steak and Shake does. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty the sure they ones. got the same suppliers. They're really skinny ones. I hate you string fries. Mm. How would you like to have uh, a little bit, a thin thing of just uh, crispy, no-tasting nothing? That you need six of them to be able to get any ketchup at all. And once you do that, you're going to taste just the ketchup. You won't taste the fries. It's, I, I dislike that. Yeah, we visited the new Freddy. So we have a new one in town and never heard of it before this. And I looked at the website. There's a lot of, hey, this. There's a, there's a lot of these things springing up around us here. Right. And it's right next to the Hardee's. Mm-hmm. And when... Just looking at standing outside the building, the Freddy's was loaded. Car parking lot was loaded. 
everybody inside, standing room only, basically waiting in line to get food, all that type of stuff. Look over at the Hardys and empty. empty. <laughs> Nobody. Just, I mean, legitimately, there was no cars in the parking lot. There were, I could see inside the, there was nobody inside the building, completely empty. And I was like, that Hardys is not going to last too long. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think part of it is that Freddy's just opened up. So it's still new. It's got that new shine to it. Although, to be fair, with the quality of what they've got and the price range being basically the same, yeah, it's better. It is better. Yep. It's, and we we went there for some custard. Is it custard there? It is just custard there. Yeah. And they have, you can go for like a dollar thirty a little ice cream sandwich made out of an Oreo or a Nutter Butter. Mm-hmm. You know, a buck thirty for just a little. It's perfect. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that one. Now, I don't know if this one is as common, but, you know, one of my favorite lesser-known burger places in, in Bloomington, anyway, is uh, Bub's downtown. Now, I know that's not the only Bub's, but I don't know how many Bub's burgers there really are. I don't think that's a big national thing. I think that's more of a local thing. It may be, but uh, it's one of those places where you can get that hamburger the size of your head kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is one of my favorite places to go. It's a little bit more, but they've got regular, they got elk burgers. Yeah, um, sweet potato fries. They got sweet potato fries. They're... Their uh, their floats are on point. They've got some nice ice cream in there. A nice little dining area. It's it's pretty pretty awesome. And uh, if you are self destructive enough to order what they call the big ugly, and you manage to finish it in a single sitting, you can get your picture up on the wall mm-hmm. with the other three hundred thousand people. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of pictures there, but that's fun. That's a little yeah, a little neato thing. Um, yeah. So you know, I I guess. All these, this this second tier, and there's one that I, I, we were talking earlier about it, and I really like Zaxby's. Zaxby's is kind of a, I feel like an up-and-coming place, but there's no burgers there. It's just uh, chicken. You can get chicken wings, you can get chicken this and chicken that and fries, and that place is really good, and I don't eat sauce. I don't put sauce on things, maybe ketchup. I don't put sauce on anything. They've got a Zaxby's sauce that is delicious. And I use that to dip my fries in or dip the chicken in, stuff like that. So there's just a lot, especially, gosh, in the Midwest, in our town, there's a lot of these kind of second tier, let's call them, uh, restaurants. So I'm just trying to figure out if we put all these second tier ones I know they do separate things, and I know they do their own thing, but which one's the best? Yeah, that's that's a rough choice. I don't know if I have a good answer for that. But if I had to choose one second-tier burger place, and that's the only one I would be able to go back to, uh, at the exclusion of everything else, that Bub's is going to be where I'm going every single time because it's higher-quality stuff. Their fries are really, really good. They've got... Uh, the, the shakes that are just fantastic, but they also have chili. And their chili is the best chili that I have had at any sort of a restaurant ever. Now, it's not that gross Cincinnati-style chili. It is not. Good. Yeah, that's disgusting. 
it's it's good enough that I've ordered their chili when I've had people over and I wanted to have something that was a little different, but I didn't want to make it. Not cost effective, but delicious. <laughs> I mean, Wendy's has chili. I like me some Wendy's chili. It, yeah, they're okay. They're okay. But uh, Bub's chili is just phenomenal. I mean, it's it's so good. Yeah, and if you like chili and you go to Skyline Chili, you got a problem. <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> that stuff on its own. Well, it's so weird because if you eat that just as chili, I just I, I don't get it. I can't I can't wrap my head around that. If you eat it on spaghetti, like what they would have at like a steak and shake, it's like I can kind of get behind that a little bit more because you know, got a little some blended tastes and textures. It's like I kind of mm-hmm. do that. Or on a hot dog with other stuff, okay, yeah, I can get behind that. But just on its own, chili, it's like oh no, it, it's and I don't know what it is. It's it's all the the savory spices that are in there. It's got strong cinnamon in it. Yeah, which is. I, I, I trust me. I eat cinnamon. I, I legitimately eat cinnamon every day. I put cinnamon in my oatmeal in the in in the morning every day. I don't want it in chili. It's disgusting in chili. Yeah, a lot of people put uh, chocolate powder in chili, and that can work to a certain extent. But again, I don't like it when it's too heavy, and I think that may be in some skyline style chilies pretty predominant and heavy in that too. It's like nah, nah I'm good. Yeah. Yep. No, thank you. But uh, what do you guys think? What is your second tier favorite hamburger place? Let us know on any of our aforementioned uh, Facebook or Instagram or, of course, our Twitter that we are on regularly. We would love to, to get your opinion. Or even you can visit us at our favorite place. You know what our favorite place is for you to go to. Patreon. That's right. That's where you can, for just $1 a month, help support our show, help us find new neat people to speak to, neat new things to talk about, neat new things to talk into. Uh, (laughs) Or box that collects are talking into. That's right. But uh, we uh, appreciate our patrons, and we appreciate our listeners, and we are so happy that you've been with us. Next week, we will be coming back with our friend and news, not news correspondent, I was about to say, our sports correspondent, mm, sports. Uh, Silas Arnold. We're going to talk about the upcoming uh, baseball season. And then we're also going to continue with our final little bit of 2006 in the history of comic book movies. And we will come up with some other very interesting little topic for you. Maybe we'll talk about the uh, canceled Watchmen television show. You don't know. It's possible. Maybe we'll talk about uh, TV shows that have outlived their hosts and how kind of sad that is or really neat. You never know. We've got something good. We've got a few things planned. We look forward to seeing you next time. <laughs>